0: You're tuned in to The Barrage Sports Show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of The Barrage Sports Show. I'm one of your hosts, the dad, Mike Barrage, and I'm here with... Mike Burr. Mike Burr, my son. He always delivers. We got to get right into the news because we have a hot show, and we're going to start with, I think, the biggest story in sports right now. Cam Newton is going to the New England Patriots. So, Mike Burr, start us off. What you think about that?
1: I think it's a great move for both sides. And I want to be the first person to say, I think Cam in New England is going to be better than Brady was last season. And I know that's a big take. That's a hot take. But now, assuming Cam is healthy, the surgeries went well, assuming he has enough time with COVID to learn the playbook, I think he's going to be able to step right into that situation and be able to produce right away. People act like Cam isn't one of the best quarterbacks in the league when he's healthy. And something that Cam Newton excels at that's probably Brady's only weakness is running the football. Brady might be, along with being the greatest quarterback of all time, he might also be the slowest quarterback of all time. Cam Newton is the complete opposite. He's big, he's fast, and he's a lot shiftier than you would think of a person his size. And I think Belichick and the Patriots coaching staff, the best coaching staff in the league for the last 20 years, they're going to borrow some things that they've seen Lamar Jackson do uh, for the Ravens. They're going to borrow some things that they see uh, Russell Wilson doing in Seattle. And I could see them running some kind of wildcat situations. I could see them running some more power run situations. And now you have that versatility with Cam Newton that could also run the football and move the chains. So it's just going to open up more creativity for the trick plays, for the big plays. And then you're pairing him with the best defense in the league. They've they've consistently held teams to the fewest amount of points uh, in the league. And now you have a quarterback along with your great running back group that can catch and run out the backfield. And now you had a quarterback that can run too. So teams aren't going to be able to drop back in coverage like they're they're used to. They're going to always have to have a spy. They're going to always have to have somebody in the box watching Cam Newton. It's not like that's always going to work either. So I think assuming Cam is fully healthy, you're going to see some big, big things from him this season. Uh, Also having Bill Belichick there, I think having some, uh, a disciplinary coach, a guy that he doesn't care what you do as long as you're producing, as long as you're winning. So I think some of the antics, some of the celebrations, some of the crazy outfits is going to die down. And he's only going to be able to do that if he puts W's on the field. And I think he's going to be motivated with a chip on his shoulder to produce and to make big things, make big plays like he's known for.
0: Well, that's a mouthful and you said a big statement that Cam will outperform Brady from last year. Man, it's it's tough to step into the shoes of the GOAT. Cause Brady is just, you know, bang. Bang. (laughs) You know, just he's perfect almost. Now I admit, Cam does have the athleticism. I don't think he's washed up. He's only been in the league for seven years. He's still a young man. He's only 30. 30 is the new 20 in the NFL. So I think his career will be resurrected. Bill Belichick is going to work some magic with him. But can he handle the pressure of stepping into Brady's shoes? We're not talking about a great quarterback in Tom Brady. We're talking about the best quarterback in the history of the NFL. So... I'm looking for Cam to do some big things, but I'm just curious to see how he's going to handle the pressure. Can he fill that role? But I do like Cam Newton because he is athletic. He can run that ball. He can throw the ball. And if he plays in a disciplined system and they let Cam be Cam and he's not hurt, he's a very, very good quarterback, a former MVP three-time Pro Bowler, Heisman Trophy winner, national champion in college. So he has all the cachet. He led Carolina to a Super Bowl, but the question still remains, will he be able to step into the shoes of Tom Tom Terrific? So that's going to be interesting, but I'm rooting for Cam because I like Cam Newton, and I think it was a good pickup. Also, they got him for cheap. He has an incentive-laden contract and the most he can make is $7.1 million. That's about five to six times lower than some of the top quarterbacks. So it's going to be real interesting.
1: Yeah, and, and to your point, it is big shoes to fill. You know, you're you're coming in for the former GOAT or the current GOAT and former quarterback of the team for 20 years. So it's people are used to Brady being in the locker room, used to being him here. And, and they're like night and day. They're two different personalities, two different types of players. So it's going to be unique. But I think, I think Cam is built for the pressure. Uh, when you look at him, he's been one of the biggest names in football since he came into the league. He's been one of the biggest names in football all the way back to his college days. Coming into the league, he's dealt with the scrutiny, the pressure all throughout his career and been one of the most talked about players. So I think he's built for the pressure. And I think, like you said, with the incentive-laced deal, he has incentives both financially and I think he has a chip on his shoulder for the way the, the Carolina Panthers treated him towards the end of things. So I think he wants to go out there and
0: prove so that he can still play. Yeah, you know, I'm rooting for Cam. I'm rooting for him. I don't think he's washed up. And I think he's going to have a great opportunity to resurrect his career. Um... They have a young quarterback in New England who's only been on the team. He was there last year. He only threw four passes. Um, Stidwell, if I'm not mistaken, yes, yeah, Jason Stidham. Stidham. Yeah. So there's not going to be a lot of pressure in terms of competition, but we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah,
2: I think to go back, Michael, to what you were saying, I I kind of that's a stretch, but I kind of think Cam Newton could performed just as good as Brady performed last season you know when the Panthers decided to split ties with Cam Newton he dropped that Instagram video and he was working out in his home gym and he had the eye of the tiger I could see it in his eyes and he was just saying you know they gave up on me so I think Cam Newton has that athletic chip on his shoulder like he wants to prove to everybody what he can do and how how he got to that Super Bowl a few years ago so it's going to be an exciting season. I'm looking forward to
0: it. Well, another interesting quarterback to talk about is Colin Kaepernick. Mm. Here's the question. Not whether he's going to be a starter or not. Not whether he can play in the NFL. Do you think a team will pick him up, Mike Burke? It's tough to say.
1: Um, I mean, it's been, what, three, four years since he was first uh, blackball from the league uh, for taking a stand. Uh. I don't know. I think teams, that the NFL, definitely wants to do it in the climate like this for good PR. Uh, but does Kaepernick even want to play in the league? I think that's a real question. You know, he's making a lot of money off the field. Um, he's he's doing a lot of different things in his community, so he may not even want to take that type of punishment and go through. You know, all the training camps and practices and, you know, to be away from your family for months at a time. So I don't I'm not even sure if Cap still wants to play. It might be too little too late um, because in his mind, he's like, why? Why was I even in this situation, you know, in the first place? Uh, but that being said, I, it's definitely some teams that could use uh, a quarterback with that skill level It's definitely some teams that could use his services. Um, And one of those being the Denver Broncos. When you look at the Broncos, they got a new coach, Vic Fangio, former defensive coordinator for the Bears, did an excellent job. You got Von Miller. They got dogs on the defensive end. They've always been a great defensive team. And then on offense, you got Chubb. You got got, uh, Font. You got a great offensive line. Um, It's a lot of talent on this team except the quarterback position. And I think you bring in a guy like Kaepernick Assuming he's still at the level Which we last saw him He can run, he can throw He can fit well in that run heavy Play defense style And he can make those big plays with his legs And also he if he still has that cannon He can make big plays down the field So I think the Broncos Would be a great uh, Fit for him if NFL teams Do decide
0: to go after him uh, uh, Yeah what, what do you think? You know what Put it like this. If the Broncos offer Kaepernick a contract, I'm talking about not, hey, come in for a tryout. Come, let us work you out. Let's see you throw the football. I don't know if he would even take it. I kind of feel he doesn't really want to play. I think that he's becoming so effective with what he's doing off the field that I don't know... How much he really wants to play football. Do I think he can still play? Absolutely. You've seen some of the second string, third string quarterbacks, maybe even a few starters in the NFL. <coughs> and Kaepernick, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm just, I just don't know, man. So my thing is, I think someone, if they really want him, offer him a deal. We've seen players that never made it to a Super Bowl, didn't have his talent, and walked into a contractual situation. I think it's kind of overhyping to work him out and make him run to 40 and do all the pomp and circumstance they wanted to do a few years ago because we've seen some talent a little lower caliber than him that didn't have to go through the rig- rigmarole of all of that, so... It's going to be interesting. I think a few teams could use him, even as a backup, even though I don't know if he wants to be a backup. But I think Kaepernick should be in the league. But the question still remains, does he really want to play football, especially if he's not guaranteed to be a starter?
1: Yeah, I think think that's the big question at this point. You know, it might be a situation of too little, too late. Uh, you know, he had to go through all the you know lawsuits and all the all the different things. You've been following the story just like us, and now now teams are thinking about signing him. It's like at this point he might be over it, and like you said, he's doing so much off the field. It, do do you really want to go through that fighting for a job just to maybe be a backup or may, or maybe have a chance to be a starter? Um, you know it's it's a lot of and then you know in the NFL you take a lot of punishment even at the quarterback position it's a physical game so you might not want to put your body through all that at this point especially being off for three years that's a serious health concern to just come back in full swing of things as well so I think he has a lot to consider
0: um, and you know it's going to be interesting to see what happens okay Well, I want to go back to Cam and New England right quick and just kind of throw a question out there because you and our producer, April, think that Cam can do very well. You even said that he might do better than Brady did last year. So, will New England be a playoff team? And if so, how many games do you think they're going to win? Of course.
1: I, (laughs) I mean, when you look at their division even without Tom Brady they should make the playoffs.
0: Buffalo's good.
1: <laughs> Buffalo Buffalo's is really good. good. Buffalo uh Not the just Miami is going to be interesting uh, with Tua, but he's going I think he's going to take a couple years to really get there. Um but they do have a lot of young talent. And then uh, the Jets are they're, they're going through another uh situation with Jamal Adams, so I don't expect them to be too too much of a threat. But Buffalo is really good, but still the Patriots kind of own that division. Um Buffalo is their only like real competition but I still expect them to be able to make the playoffs. You got belichick the defense is still there. Um and they when you look at them last year, they won a lot of games off of defense. The offense wasn't always clicking how it normally does and but that defense, we got Stefan Gilmore and although you know, McCordy. I think they got both of the twins now. Again, Uh, So, I mean, they got dogs on the defensive end. And, you know, they got a bunch of gadget players on offense. And assuming Cam Newton's healthy and can learn the playbook uh, before the season, I I
0: don't see why they wouldn't make the playoffs. All right. I mean, it's cool. I agree with you. Cam, we're rooting for you. But I'm also rooting for Tom Brady, too. I'm very interested to see Tom Brady in Tampa. It's not kind of like... Remember when Michael Jordan left the Bulls and went to the Washington Wizards? It just wasn't right. Mm -hmm. Something wasn't right about it. I think this is going to be really exciting with Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay. I'm very interested to see him in another uniform. You know, now he's playing in the NFC and 2,000-yard receivers. I just want to see Brady in a new environment and just watch, you know... His progression in a different offense, a different group of guys, a different division. So it's going to be real interesting. Cam Newton, New England, Tom Brady, Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't have that feeling like Jordan going to the Wizards would be like Brady going to the Jets. You know, (laughs) it doesn't have that feeling. You know, it has a... Like, Tampa Bay is stacked. They've always had a lot of talent. It's never been a question of that. It's just they've been, you know, a roller coaster. Sometimes they look like one of the best teams in the league, a contender. Then the next game, you don't know what happens. So, I think Brady will have that consistency at the quarterback. You know what you're going to get. You know, you got you got great receivers, great tight ends, um, and, and a great O-line, and a solid defense.
0: So, I think it's going to be a very interesting situation there. I think so, too. But now let's switch gears a little bit. I want to talk about one of my favorite basketball players of all time. He announced his retirement after 23 seasons. Wow. Half man, half amazing. Vince Sanity, Vince Carter is hanging him up. And the question is, is he a first Ballet Hall of Famer? Mm. So I'll let you start, Mike Burr make your case for or against and i'll let you know what i think about in my opinion the greatest in-game dunker in the history of basketball
1: yeah yeah i think i, th- I don't think too many people will argue with you on that um he he definitely has some of the craziest in-game dunks like didn't didn't he jump over the
0: 7-footer in the olympics in the olympics the biggest stage jumped over a 7-footer and dunked on
1: him. Yeah, and countless others putting an arm in the rim and just crazy dunks. And then also, at the dunk contest, he always showed out. Um, but in the case of being a first ballot Hall of Famer, I think there's no question he's a Hall of Famer. But if I'm voting for the Hall of Fame, I can't put him on that first ballot. Ooh. I'm sorry. Uh, he definitely had a great career. Like you said, 23 seasons. Um, ju- one of the most marketable players. Uh, I, I always a high quality player always gave you quality minutes but when that first ballot when I think of first ballot I think of the generational talents I think of the Kobe's the Tim Duncan's um when I when you think about Vince Carter all the hype he came into the league with Vince Carter was supposed to be mentioned with those guys I just mentioned he would Coming into the league, he had just as much hype as anyone. He was supposed to be up there with the top 20, not just in the league, but all time. Um, And he never got to that level. He definitely had a great career. Um, But you got to take that against him. In those 20-plus seasons, he was an all-star eight times. So less than half of his seasons, he made the all-star team. He only made the all-NBA team twice. Um, On top of that, he won Rookie of the Year, He was on all rookie team, Uh, but I think another thing you got that kind of diminishes his legacy. Yes, he had a very long career, and you know, obviously, he loved the game because he wants to keep playing. But like younger, the younger generation is not gonna remember the high flying Raptors Vince Carter. They're not gonna remember the Nets Vince Carter. They're gonna remember Atlanta Vince Carter, Mm. Mavericks Vince Carter. Uh, Phoenix Vince Carter, all the various teams he bounced around with his last you know eight or so seasons. Memphis. Memphis Vince Carter. That's what the younger crowd is gonna remember of him. You know, you know. Of course, they can go back and watch highlights, but I think it's something about leaving on top. You know, when you have those kind of eight or so seasons where you're just kind of a role player and he's playing quality minutes still. No question, But it kind of, in terms of your legacy, it can kind of diminish it a little bit. Like, even, like, imagine if Jordan never came back to the Wizards. Of course, Jordan is a GOAT, but it would be even more so if we only had the Bulls tape to look at. So, and I think even more so events, having a great career and then trying to, you know, tack on to it. You know, it's hard for me to put them in that, that first ballot. Hey, but he, he definitely should get into the Hall. But maybe that second or third time around.
0: I have to disagree. I am I think Vince Carter is a first Ballet Hall of Famer. Again, half man, half amazing. Vince sanity. Um, let me just kind of read something from Wikipedia. Carter's the only player in NBA history to appear in a game in four different decades. Mm. I think that says a lot right there. Um yeah. He is one of only six players in NBA history to average at least 20 points, four rebounds, three assists per game in 10 straight seasons. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: He is also one of six players in league history to record 20,000 plus points, 6,000 plus rebounds, 2,500 plus assists, 1,000 plus steals, and 1,000-plus three-pointers. Mm. So, numbers-wise, with over 25,000 points, and we talked about the rebounds, the assists, the steals, then he became a very efficient and capable three-point shooter. And then what he did for the game in terms of above the rim, mm-hmm. the 2,000 slam dunk champion, and again, I think the best in-game dunker of all time, His highlight dunks are crazy, won an Olympic gold medal, and with the greatest, I think, single play in the history of basketball. Jumping over a seven-foot guy, full speed, and I'm talking about nearly a vertical jump. It wasn't a, you know, open up his leg and barely made it over the guy. I mean, he went airborne. Kevin uh, uh, Garnett was right there and lost his mind. So I think Vince is a first ballot hall of famer. Shout out to Vince. You know, I think sometimes he's a little underrated. People can be a little harsh on him, maybe because he left a playoff game, but he did the right thing. He went to his graduation. He came back. Unfortunately, lost a game seven to, to the um, Philadelphia 76ers with Allen Iverson. So that kind of hurt his legacy. Um, you're right. He didn't leave Toronto on good terms, but I'm rooting for Vince. I agree. He's going to be a hall of famer, but I think he should be first ballot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Shout out to Vince Carter, but what about the playoffs? He had a great career, a lot of highlights, a lot of great moments, but as you mentioned, it, it kind of all started in Toronto where he left to go to graduation and the blues in the series Um, And that was a very controversial thing at the time. But for the rest of his career, I think he went to the conference finals one time when he was on Orlando. And they end up losing. He's never been to the finals, never won a conference championship. And if you look at his playoff numbers of the times he's went, they're not the most impressive when compared to his regular season stats. So I think that's another kind of knock on that first ballot status. Having not, he doesn't have any playoff moments that stand out where you say, oh, I remember when he took over this game and they won the series. Or, you know, it's it's nothing that immediately jumps out to you of those, you know, 30 for 30 documentary type, you know, moments other than the highlight dunks. And like I said, I'm a huge fan of Vince Carter, a great player, uh, definitely a Hall of Famer, no question. Um, But first ballot may be a bit of a stretch.
0: Maybe so, but again, we both do agree that he should be in the Hall of Fame. For sure. And I'm going to miss Vince Carter. I mean, he had a great career, gave us some great highlights, uh, seemed to be a really good guy off the court. I thought he was great for the game, and I loved the way at the end of his career he was kind of an elder statesman, very positive, wasn't negative about the new generation of players, and he was humble enough to come deep off the bench Matter of fact, his last game, they just brought him in to take a shot. He hit a three, which is kind of ironic. The greatest dunker, in my opinion, greatest in-game dunker of all time. A guy on the first generation of Mount Rushmore dunkers. Michael Jordan to me, Dominique Wilkins, Dr. J, Vince Carter. That's the first generation of Mount Rushmore dunkers. Uh, was humble enough to play that role at the end of his career be a great mentor to a lot of young players. So I have a lot of respect for Vince Carter. He'll definitely be missed. So, you know, yeah, congrats. I,
1: yeah, for real. Congrats on a great career. And I, th- I think that is a great example. You go from being a star in the league to, you know, understanding the cycle of things and going to help out in school, the younger generation. And, and you got to give him credit for the ability to transform his game. He went from this high-flying acrobatic dunker, to later in his career, he learned how to shoot the three uh, mid-range and always been a a great on the defensive end as well, so you know, being able to adapt this game across generations and, you know, help out the next generation is definitely something uh, for everybody to learn from.
0: That's right. April, I know you had some news you wanted to hit us with the eSports.
2: Yeah, so we see David Beckham Former soccer
0: superstar it like Beckham
2: He's decided to invest in an esports company Uh, Just kind of, you know Highlighting how esports is Growing right now
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and again Barrage Sports Show, we like esports We want some esports in the comments Hit us up Tell us what you think about esports If you're a gamer, Call of Duty uh, NBA 2K Fortnite, all the different games Hit us up Tell us what you think, and we can give you a great eSport episode.
2: Yeah, and some more updates real quick that just wanted to bring to your awareness. Um, DeAndre Jordan for the Brooklyn Nets, he has decided not to go to Orlando. He has been diagnosed with COVID, so he's going to sit out for the rest of the season. And then also J.R. Smith, former NBA champion, has just signed a deal with the Lakers for mm. this uh, special season that
0: they're having. Mm. Well, Jeff Smith, going back to, you know, his friend, LeBron James. So, that'll be a comfortable fit there. You know, he's got a great rapport with the star of the team. I hope that DeAndre Jordan is doing fine. I think another one of his teammates, Spencer Dimwitty, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, tested positive. So, oh, man. this COVID is still very real and a lot of players are still having a lot of doubts about whether they should play or not. It is such a complex situation, but we just hope that anyone with COVID, whether they're pro athlete or not, that test positive. We hope that they're fine and we, we hope that uh, everything turns out. Okay.
1: Yeah. Prayers out to anybody that has been affected uh, by COVID. Um, and in terms of uh, the Lakers signing J.R. Smith, uh, I think it was a good move. Um, I know Avery Bradley is also sitting out, so I think you wanted, you know, some some more hustle at the guard position. Uh, he's a great shooter. He's one of those guys that's streaky. He can get hot and light you up. I just, I hope, you know, <laughs> I think our last memory of J.R., um,
0: I hope we don't see that. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> know, what's, know, what's on the
0: shot, know what the shot clock is and take the layup, Jr. But, hey, he's a champion. He's had a great career. And, again, um, I think him and LeBron have a great rapport. And when your best player on the team is comfortable with a guy, he's not going to hurt the team. So, you know, good luck to Jr. Smith. Uh, it's nice to see him back into the league. Yeah. Well, that's all we have so far. You got anything else, Mike Burke? That's it. April?
2: Yeah, so just – Kind of ending in on some esports. This literally just happened a few minutes ago. Sports Center just announced that NBA 2K21, the first cover, goes to no other than
0: Damian Lillard. Wow! 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 Dame Dollar gets the first cover of NBA 2K. And do you have thumbs? Because uh, I can play. No, I really can't play. No. Nah, Mike sure. Burke can play. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey. That's our podcast. We hope you had a good time. And as always, Mike Burr, you got anything else to say? That's it. That's it. It's a wrap. Mike Mike Burr, Burr, drop the beat.